Good morning. Uh, as we begin, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you be with each of us? And I pray that as I speak now, uh, you would anoint my words that uh, those who hear would be blessed and encouraged by them. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as Roxanne said earlier, we're in the third of our call series, thinking today about being called to praise. So I've got a guitar at hand because um, for me, uh, this, is, this is my, um, uh, th this is one of the ways that, that I praise. Um, and uh, and I, I may, I'll just put it like this and then I may just spontaneously burst into song um, in a moment to explain a point or two. But uh, as we think about being called to praise, the big thing I want to say today, the big thing I want to say is that praise changes our being. As we become more and more people who praise the living God, that praise changes our being. Uh, the song uh, that we just sung, um, Greater You, Lord, um, I said I might play something. Let's see how it goes. Um, I remember singing the, um, the chorus at a Worship Central conference. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour... It doesn't go like that, does it? So we pour out our praise. There we are. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. And... Uh, and those of you who are musical will probably know this is a G sustained chord. And the thing about a G sustained chord or any sustained chord is it sounds unfinished. Does it sound unfinished to you? Even if you're not a musician, you can hear that and, and you can hear it sounding unfinished. And our praise is meant to be unfinished. Our praise is meant to be unfinished because uh, as, we, as we sing and as we worship, the praise we sing joins in with the praise in heaven. And the praise of the angels is without ceasing. It doesn't finish. It says we'll be singing, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. It's the song of endless praise. It's the song of the angels. Um, and uh, so this song, it's got this, it's got this sustained chord at the end of the chorus. And I remember being at Worship Central a few years ago in Vancouver, and um, I'd never heard that song before, um, and singing, it's your breath in our lungs, and we pour out our praise, pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs, and we pour out our praise to you only, and, uh, and, and it just keep, keeps going, and it kept going, and, and we had to sing it quite a few times before I realized I had to get past the stage where I thought, why are we singing this seven, eight, nine times? You know, I, I like repeating songs, don't get me wrong, but it just felt like it was going on a bit. And it was like there was a moment when the Lord convicted me by the Holy Spirit and said, listen to the words, David. It's your breath, it's God's breath in my lungs, in our lungs, and I pour out my praise. And so as we sang that chorus again and again and again, uh, I filled up with, uh, with, with tears as I sang. My eyes were, were streaming uh, because I was touched by the Holy Spirit and met in that moment. And I hadn't gone in there expecting to sing a song I didn't know with a chorus like this 30 or 40 times and to be met by the Spirit in that way. But because I put myself into that place of praise and I got through the initial bit of, okay, We've sung this a couple of times. Let's move on to another song. 
And I got to that point where, um, where I, I listened to the words and realized what I was singing. It's your breath, God, in my lungs. And so I pour out my praise. Because the reality is we're called to be people of praise because God gives us the voice and the breath with which we can be people of praise. It's his breath in us. He gives us life. And so we sing. Now, there are many different ways to praise. Um, and, and as Christians, through the ages, music has been a big part of that praise. Um, there's, there's, there's hymns. If you look under the P section in a hymn book, you know, you get, Praise my soul, the King of heaven. Um, or as we sang at the 8.30 service today, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. There's many different songs that we can praise God with. And in the, the, um, in the pop genre too, um, some of you may know, uh, I'm just going to lose the, the pick there. Some of you may know this song. We've come a long, long way together Through the hard times and the good I want to celebrate you, Jesus I want to praise you like I should Dating myself there, that was a song in the late 90s by Fatboy Slim, uh, who was a DJ, and there was a video with lots of people dancing, and it was quite popular around the world, and he changed the word Jesus to baby. Um, and, and many other songs that have crept into, the, uh, into popular music and in the, the Billboard charts have been songs that were, were praise songs. Um, there, there's many more. Some of you will know um, By the Rivers of Babylon. Uh, you know, By the Rivers of Babylon. I'll stop. I could sing all morning and I should be preaching. Uh, but the two go together. Because as we uh, step into a place of praise, as we step into a place of praise, it changes our being. I find, and my family will know this from being at home, when I pick up the guitar, everything else stops. When I start uh, praising. We're called to be people of praise. And you don't have to play the guitar to be a person of praise. God gives us our breath and our voices that we might sing his praise. And yet some of us can't sing or just feel too self-conscious. I remember the dean of Birmingham Cathedral, Gordon Mercer, uh, when I was worshipping at the cathedral in Birmingham, England for a time, he would say, I don't sing. So I'm grateful that we have the choir and they sing for us, those of us who can't sing. And uh, there is that sense that, that we can get caught up in praise. And it may feel like at this time, uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic continuing, um, that, that it's, it's quite hard talking about praise because we can't praise God in the sanctuary of the church in a way that we are used to doing. But yet, we're called to be people of praise, and being a person of praise changes our being. We all know people who are the opposite of people of praise. Uh, don't name them out loud, especially if you're sitting with other people, because that isn't gracious. But we all know people who are people of grumbling. 
maybe someone's springing to mind you can think of, maybe more than one person. It's possible, isn't it, when you start getting into that thing of grumbling that you end up doing it more. Um, I remember a sitcom on the telly. Some of you will like British sitcoms, so you'll get this reference, and some of you won't, but, um, and, and it's gone now. Um, the man, he said, I don't believe it. What was his name? Um, Anyway, some, someone know what it is and put it in the comments because I've completely slipped my mind. But uh, maybe one of the tech team could nod at the back if you've seen it. Nobody's seen it. No. So I trust somebody's seen it. But there was a, it was basically a grumpy old man who whinged all the time. And that was the point of the whole sitcom. And his catchphrase was, I don't believe it. And um, I'm gonna, one foot in the grave. That's what it was called. There you go. Um, and digressing there. But there is that sense, isn't there? that uh, sometimes people can get into that place of not being people of praise and being people who grumble. And it's contagious. If you hang out with people who grumble, chances are you'll grumble too. If you hang out with gossips in the workplace, chances are it's, it's hard not to join in and become a gossip too. If you hang out with people who say bad stuff at school, chances are then that could affect you too. And so when we tread the line and walk the path of being people who praise God. When we're people of praise, it changes our being. The Bible says we should praise God in all circumstances, in the good times and the hard times, a bit like that song uh, I just uh, sang a bit of just then says. And praising God in the hard times feels sometimes like a very heavy and hard thing to do. It feels counterintuitive. I've done many funerals in my nine and a half years of uh, ordained Anglican ministry. Um, and uh, I, to the point that, you know, at the beginning I counted how many funerals, weddings, and baptisms I did. And, and then there came a time when I stopped counting um, because uh, I've done many. And, and as I sit down with families and plan funerals, um, at the moment we're not doing that, but... Uh, but when I sit down with families and plan funerals, um, there's always a conversation around music and the importance of having a hymn or a song fairly near to the start of the service. Why? Because when we step into that place with all our griefs and our pain and our hurt and the emotion of the day, and we hear the music playing, whether it's a piano, a guitar, an organ, or a CD in the background, and we hear the words, amazing grace, or abide with me. Or the Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. There's a chance to praise God even in the midst of the hard times. And as we open our voices and sing our praise, something happens. Something happens to even the most hard-hearted people. The Holy Spirit comes in those moments. And yes, Tears may be released, and it can feel hard. But being people of praise means praising God in the good times and the hard times because it changes us. It changes our being. We become, in a sense, more like the angels. The first song we began the service with today um, which was called Almighty God, um, had uh, a chorus. And, and we haven't, I don't think, ever sung that song at St. George's. It's, again, probably dating myself, one from the early 2000s, written by Tim Hughes. And, um, and, and, it, and it has that line that comes from, from another one of the Psalms. If we do not praise, 
then the rocks will cry out in praise to the living God. We as Christians, as God's people, have a calling to praise, to praise God. That's our purpose and our job. A number of other things are our purpose and our job, and we often talk about those too. But, but primarily, we are here to praise God. And as we praise and as we worship, whether we're in the car or the living room or in the shower, as we praise and as we worship, whether we're in the church or the parking lot or the sanctuary or on a walk, as we praise the living God, our being, our very self is, is changed. For some, singing it just isn't their thing. For other people, it shouldn't be their thing and is, but for some, singing isn't their thing and, and, they, and they sense that. And so uh, one of the joys of the Anglican tradition is that we have liturgy, uh, which um, by and large comes from the Bible um, word for word in many cases. Um, and we have this, this, the psalmody. So in, in the middle of the Bible, if you, if you open the Bible um, and, and put it in half, you'll tend to land in a psalm. And through the psalms, like the one uh, that Bridget read for us on video today, we get this, uh, this calling to praise the Lord. Great are the works of the Lord, says Psalm 111 verse 2. Many of the psalms are the same. They're not coming from a place of everything's great. They're coming often from a place of hardship and pain and distress and despair and rejection and reality of life being hard. And yet, God's people through time, as we see in the Psalms, have been people who praise. And we need to be reminded time and again, it's a timely reminder uh, at the end of January, the start of another year, that we are called to be people of praise. Because it is so easy to forget. It is so easy to forget. Our default position is to become people who grumble. Our default position is not to be people who praise. And yet God says we should praise him in all circumstances. And as we do that, it changes our being. So how do you praise? Well, you might praise by singing or speaking. Your praise might come and begin from a place of being still and quiet and calm. Now, I want to be clear. Um, I don't think you can praise God for too long in silence. Because as the psalmist says, if we do not praise, which means that we need to speak or sing out to God, then the rocks will cry out for us. Uh, that's what the Bible says. So um, it's really important to spend time being still and knowing who God is, being silent and quiet in God's presence. But it's also important that we're people who speak out and praise. And the two tend to go together. If you begin by praising, then often following that with a time of space to listen to what God has to say. And I'm preaching to myself here, if I don't stop talking, then I'm probably not going to hear what God's saying. Um, so we do need to stop and pause. But then once we've had our time of quiet and listening to God, we can praise. And if we don't know what to say, we can read a psalm, we can read one of the prayers in the prayer book or the BAS, 
uh, we, can, we can say something spontaneously. We can put on some music. If you've got an instrument nearby, you can play the piano or the guitar, but you don't have to do that. You can just sing. In this season, where life is probably not going to get much better very soon for most of us, I want to finish with an encouragement. You'll see a video in a second that reminds us to be still and know who God is. And my encouragement is that you take five minutes each day. Some of you do this already. So if you do, add five minutes to whatever you do before or, or an hour or however, however much longer you need. Uh, but take some time to consciously give praise to God. Because as we spend time in praise, it changes our being. That we might become more and more like Christ. Amen.